Last season on Poldark, we met a bunch of new characters, including Morwenna, Ozzy Whitworth, the Karn brothers, Drake and Sam, and Thali, the Undertaker, Gravedigger. And for our main characters, Elizabeth totally verbally took down George in the last episode over the parentage of Valentine. And we saw that Demelza fooled around with a guy named Armitage, a war veteran brother of Dr. Dwight. And she's not too pleased with herself about it. And Ross had the realization that if he wants to make a positive change, he has to actually do something positive instead of passing the buck. Uh, we're about to kick off season four. So let's do it on the Lords of Grantham podcast. And season four, we're back to Pole Dark. Let's go. Yeah, it's been it's been like over a month since we watched an episode because of a our summer schedule. Just you know, living our lives for the first time in a while. For the first time, you know, I'm glad we took the little break. Uh, I was also really happy to come back to this. Absolutely, yeah, I'm ready. And watching this episode got me psyched again that we're back with Ross and the boys, and and the women. And the Demelza, boys and the, and the boys and the girls. Yeah, we'll let it rip. Dave, how you been doing? I've been good. Uh, I just said off, off mic, we're starting late because I had a whole fiasco buying a new cell phone that's not even set up. So I'm, uh, I don't want to say I'm on edge, but mm-hmm. I would have preferred to be a little less stressful for a, a Wednesday night. And we've had fantasy football drafts the past two nights. We've you been, know, uh, time of the year. just because we're done with, with our, our vacation, which we're also busy, doesn't mean that things have stopped. So Well, I'm what sure about you, list, Well, I'm, yeah, things are busy. And, and part of that, too, is we're going away this weekend, and all, the, all of our friends are getting together. It's been a couple of years, uh, but now that we're feeling good to go, we're going back to the Catskills for a long weekend on Labor Day mm-hmm. weekend here. Uh, so, you know, upstate New York a little bit and uh, just cutting back in nature. And you know who else is doing that right now, Dave? Hugh Bonneville. No, close though. Julian. Julian He's has been spotted in up upstate New York. Uh not necessarily the Catskills, Troy and Albany. Uh, because they're filming portions of season two of the Gilded Age there. He got to see historic uh Washington Park, uh, which is being used for some scenes. So I'm gonna be in the Albany area next weekend. Keep you keep your eyes out. I mean this is a I'm couple gonna... weeks ago, but who knows, you may bump into Julian up there. I might seriously have to do some some uh, paparazzi work to see if I can bump into our, our old pal. <laughs> he probably what would, would know. You, he'd he'd would know you me from a mile him? away, and he'd say, "No, no, no! <laughs> I don't take questions <laughs> from them." He just throws his uh, his bag of, of coins at you. <laughs> Get away from me! <laughs> he's, he knows that I'm the one who called the the chef at the end of the Gilded Age. Yes, <laughs> you figured me out. <laughs> we spoiled it. <laughs> Uh, the ending of the Gilded Age there. We didn't spoil it. We predicted it correctly. We, we predicted it absolutely correctly. Um, there has been too much other news uh, going on in the world of uh, Doubt in the Crown or Gilded Age or anything, but there was one uh, article that came out that I shared to our, our Facebook lounge uh, for the Lords of Grantham where Hugh Bonneville said, I'm not scary, I'm cuddly. 
That's, that's Robert he's not, for he's you. He's not very cuddly anymore. He laughed after he lost all that weight. You, you don't think Robert, Lord of Grantham, is cuddly? He, he, I think he's got current a Robert. Teddy bear Dallin Abbey, a new era, is not cuddly. In the show, when he's got a little paunch, a little meat on the bones, he's cuddly. But Trim I Robert know. is not cuddly. I, I put it to our listeners. Tell us, do you think Hugh Bonneville uh, today is still cuddly? Yes. <laughs> Tweet us. <laughs> yeah. Instagram. DM us. And he only said this because he has a new uh, thriller coming out on Netflix called I Came By, where he actually is the bad guy. So, so he's not he's just trying, in that. Yeah, he's trying to reassure people that, you know, despite how he may seem in this new movie, he's still the Robert that we know. Okay, but, I hope so. Yeah. But, Should we? yeah, listeners, let us know. Do you think he's cuddly today or not, even with the, the loss of weight and the tan? <laughs> That skin's leathery. <laughs> it's very leathery, that skin. He's like Hulk Hogan. He's not cuddly. He's got the Hulkster I, skin. I don't know. I don't know. But they did ask him about, uh, uh, down, uh, what was it, the bear? Uh, Paddington. Paddington. Oh, my God. My brain is not working. Uh, you know, it may, it may happen. You know, they're, It better they're, happen. They're still working on it. And they said they said it. They've already said the director and everything. It's just a matter of time. So he doesn't know, but he knows it's called Paddington in Peru, and he may end up it may end up in uh, South America. Oh wow, darkest Peru. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So keep your eyes peeled for that. But enough of that talk. I think we need to cut to what people are here to listen about, right? Yes. Pole dark. Not my cell phone drama. Not Paddington three. Mm-mm. Pole dark. And we and start. Boy, oh we boy. St- Oh, we we got a good first episode, I thought. Oh, what about the opening here? So, you know, we always get a scene of, of the waves crashing, uh, you know, at the beach. This time, they're not alone. There's a man walking out of them. And I feel like this is when you Google Ross Poldark, this is the picture that shows up first. Yeah. He this is, is his uh, flowy shirt, Mr. Darcy moment. Well, he's not. I wouldn't even say it was a flowy shirt. He's shirtless. Oh yeah, but you know, it's the that that's the the comparison point as far as sure. making women swoon. <laughs> I can you even compare the two, Ross to? Uh, oh, uh, Colin Firth and, and Turner would, would obliterate. <laughs> I mean, Colin you look Firth. at you look at Ross Poldark. You look at Aiden Turner in season one. He's felt. He's very svelte. He's he's lean. He's cut. You know, plowing the the, the farm and everything. This time he looks beefed up. Like his oh. arms are just pulsating. He's training like, for something. What has he been doing in between season? Dude is jacked up. <laughs> and then he puts on the the, the billowy shirt, as you said. The, he's he's wearing the, the 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 big button up afterwards. We only get a, a taste of it. It's clean. That's some clean linen. And that linen does a good job of hiding how jacked up he is. It's just crazy how how he's like just, a Tom Branson esque. Hiding of, of the, his physique. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair comparison. Who knew? The, the Ned Flanders type from The Simpsons, where like you just take off the shirt. It's like, holy crap. This guy you throws guns. Gun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but he's got a lot on his mind. Yeah. So as much as whatever, however heavy the weights are that he's lifting, what's heavy on him is seeing images of Demelza and Armitage at the beach with him reciting poetry to Demelza. <laughs> Armitage is a, a lost cause in more ways than one. We'll talk about that as the episode goes on. He's like, he says, what is love? A possession to be hoarded? <laughs> he says, baby, uh, and, don't hurt me. 
No more. Don't hurt me no more. <laughs> he, he certainly has a way of words there. Um, also, Demelza and Armitage on the beach here, maybe it's because the way the sun is lit, they look hot too on this beach. Both of them, they look great. Mm-hmm. This, they're really coming in hot with this season with these people. Yeah. In the first exchange between Demelza and Ross, where she he says, I'm still here, and she mm-hmm. says, and I. Or is it the other way around? Either way. I think these <laughs> two... The, the elephant is still in the room, standing there. But I think that these two have sort of realized the error in their ways of being able, of, of being open to even this idea of, of being unfaithful to each other. They're open to the idea? They're like, they're, they're in redemption mode, and they just have yet to address it, I think. Right. She realizes what she did was wrong, and he realizes that it's partially his fault for pushing her away. He kind of gave her the okay. <laughs> right, right. By the way, did you notice how strong those tides were? Like, I was actually kind of concerned with thinking, like, I hope Ross doesn't swim too often out there because he could get carried away. As strong as he is, those waves are really strong out there. You think that beef buff boy is not is can't handle those waves? Yeah. Have you ever been in the water when the riptide comes through? <laughs> There's nothing you can do. <laughs> so many people like get Ross. carried away every year. I mean, yeah, maybe maybe not for Ross. He just punches at the wave and it just falls apart. Um, but where do we want to go from here? There, there's election and parliament stuff going on. It's a very kind of one-track-minded episode in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, do we just want to get the simple stuff out of the way? Do we want to talk about the, the Ennis family? Sure, Dave. T- take it away. Real simple. They're kind of privy to a lot of the stuff going on. Well, and, you know, Armitage has, has his stuff going on. There's all the election stuff. And good old Dr. Dwight is present for a lot of that, but he's also um, not really active in that. It's sort of like them at the end of last season where they kind of just mm-hmm. sit back and say, thank God we don't have drama like this. Right. Uh, that's them at this point in this season. But uh, we get a there's a few comments uh, on the beach about, how he would do, how Dwight would do as a father. That's something he's up for. Mm-hmm. And later in the episode, we find out, oh, Caroline might be expecting. She might be. She doesn't explicitly say as much, but she's like, how would you feel if you were to take care of a child? And Dwight's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't need that sure. in my life. And then they start kissing and like, again, Nothing is going wrong in the world of Dwight and Caroline. Ever since he got over that PTSD, mm-hmm. you know, he, he reminds uh, what is he? he reminds Caroline that you know Armitage isn't doing too hot, and we're you know we're fragile. You come back from what we went through, we're fragile. But can't Do tell anymore. Touch, I think I think we can touch on Armitage in broad strokes here. Sure, he his, so he's his, still going blind. <laughs> his is he's he's not going blind as slowly though. He's gaining back a little bit of his vision, according sure. to Doctor Dwight, but. Uh, his uncle wants him to run for parliament. Yeah, because he has a good case to take down George. George isn't that well liked, and uh, you know I can only imagine why. And Armitage, he's a, he seems like he's a good fella. Yeah, uh, but Armitage is also suffering from migraines. It seems severe headaches. Like kudos to the actor playing him. Uh, he really sold <laughs> how Josh. paint Josh What's Whitehouse. That? Josh Whitehouse, he really sold. He must. He must have had a bad headache at one point in his life because he really sold how painful it looked on his face mm-hmm. when he was getting these headaches. Like, oh god, 
taking a leave, man, or something. Aspirin, if you can. I, but I he's know they also, don't exist back then. He's kind of in, in denial about what's going on here. Yeah. Because his uncle says, do you want us to call Dr. Choke? And his first reaction should be like, Dr. Choke should be disbarred. Because we all know Dr. Choke is a hack. Right. But then he also says, Dwight's coming over tomorrow for a social call. But while he's here, I'll just ask him. Mm-hmm. And then Dwight comes by, and he doesn't ask him. Yeah. And then Dwight, at some point in the episode, he says to Ross, I believe, that he sees what's going on. Dwight yeah. reads the room. He's not a dumb doctor. It's got to be something, too, where Dwight just looks at him, can see he's not as composed as he usually is, his friend, and just mm-hmm. knows something's up. Yeah, he uh, says, what, you're not fawning over my best friend's wife right now? Like, what's going on, dude? And even then, when he, it's funny, because he's like, you know, do you get headaches? Oh, occasionally. Occasionally. <laughs> I don't know Tell about occasionally, more. my friend. Yeah, like, in your la- life of luxury, how, how many headaches can you really endure, man, from what, exactly? Uh, but he will need spectacles, apparently, f- for his vision. Oh, boy, he's going to turn to a nerd. Dude, it already is. Like, you see how many uh, poems he's writing this episode? There's, and they're not even... Mel's is lighting them on fire. Yeah, he keeps they're sending so them bad. to her. And they're not even that good. It's all variations of what is love, baby, don't hurt me no more. Like, straight up, just what is love. Uh, and yeah, Demelza can't take it. It hurts her to have to deal with this. She wants to move on. Was yeah, it, was she, a, she straight up said all I wanted was to try it and then move on. And yeah, handsome saying, young poet, but hey, baby, don't hurt me no more. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, all right, all right. But but Prudy herself is torn up over this too, because she's she she just keeps delivering these letters to Demelza and she's just crying the whole time. Like, oh no, this poor Armitage, poor you. It's like Prudy, why are you so invested in this? What does she this also make, with you? She has the comment to to Demelza where she's like, "What if, what if Master Ross isn't such a rascal like I thought he was?" Yeah, and and the thing is, uh, Pretty has no like grounds to believe that what she saw in the church was not what it was, mm-hmm. but I think she's reading the room from the way that these two are interacting, where Ross is clearly trying to repent, and Demelza's kind of stuck yeah. in this space of of uncertainty and 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 shame and prudy's mm-hmm. like oh boy <laughs> i think i yeah. did something bad yeah that, that's part of it also no, no tholly this episode by the way no nope. he's too busy uh digging holes and counting souls or taking souls being living the pirate's life or whatever uh but yeah hopefully uh Demelza and Ross sort their things out. I mean, by the end of this episode, they have a conversation where Ross says, like, was it Demelza asks him, is there room? No, no, he asked Demelza, is there room in the heart of a woman for two men? And she's like, this is the same to you, man. Is there room in the heart for for two women? Come on, dude. (laughs) No, we got to be together. Ross finally gets the words out that he tried to get out last season about. Yeah. I don't actually love Elizabeth. It's just one of those things that, was and it's not anymore and specifically he also takes Demelza for granted which Mm -hmm. is the truth uh and that she is the better part of him is it too late they don't know and they kind of leave you hanging a little bit they still got to put in some work but it's they're in a better place for the most part by the end of the episode but a lot of heartache for Demelza yeah a lot of uh a lot of weight on her shoulders 
We see it's Ross is just taking a leisurely dip, and Demel's has got the two kids. Yeah. It reminds me of that thing where you sometimes you may get in the the occasion where you lead someone on who you're kind of like, but you're really not that into, and then the person keeps coming back, and it's like, oh, no, I, I'm not that into you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just trying to be friendly. I mean, mm-hmm. with and maybe she I mean, she actually hooked up with this guy, but, I mean, she was trying to be friendly. The guy's going blind. <laughs> it's like, um, look, she blocked you on the app. Yeah. Just because you had a good time once doesn't mean you're going to do it again. Do you think that's why Armitage is having the, the headaches? He keeps thinking about Demelza, and he's like, oh, dang it. He's all backed up. <laughs> he needs a new girlfriend. Yeah, he needs to, to loosen up just a little bit. Uh, but anyways, I think... We could we could touch on on uh, Morawena and and Whitworth yeah. real quick. That's a pretty simple continuation of what happened last season. What a clown this guy is! Still, he's saying, "Oh yeah, can we just get back to our you know conjugal bliss?" And she's like, "No, stupid! <laughs> Didn't I make it clear at the end of last season we're not doing that anymore? I'm done." Yeah, oh, he's that's like, a, it's a great uh, verbal takedown. Morwenna yeah. is definitely on it again in this one. He's like, w- why? And she's like, you debauched my sister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you think, dummy? <laughs> yeah, never again after the she when she says debauched, Ozzy's like, I'm done. She's right. She she got me, man. He's like, I did. I definitely <laughs> did. Definitely did. And then we um, see him peeping through the keyhole later in the episode. Yeah, as she's feeding her child. He's a weirdo. Weirdo. And, and for some reason, they focus in on his hand on his thigh as he makes like a uh, sound. And it's like, I'm just so over this character. It's one note at this point. We know what his deal is. We yeah, don't need like, any more. It's such a bizarre character to have him be so, you know, like I know that's the point of like the vain preacher who's in it for the wrong reasons. And we see when he talks about the, the minors that are arrested later in the episode. He's like, ah, I don't even like. I don't even care what their names are. They're just, you know, they're just a bunch of losers, basically. And it's interesting, too, because they do that thing on shows where they start to integrate him with other scenes. So they finally bury Aunt Agatha in this episode. She gets the proper headstone and proper funeral. And we find Mm -hmm. out that Elizabeth helped uh, chip in for it. Uh, Well, it was Elizabeth's idea that we heard her say to George. She's like, you will do this in her list of demands. But Whitworth is presiding over it. Later in the episode, there's a hanging. Whitworth is presiding over it. And it's like, in, in the previous seasons, it'd be just some guy. But now it's like, well, we got Whitworth around. He's of the Lord. Why don't we just plug him into these scenes to remind people that he's around? And it's like, I don't need to see any more of this guy than we already do, honestly. Yeah, yeah. He's like a glorified NPC who just happens to have a role that's important enough to bring him around. Yeah, it's just a glor- glorified supporting role who's a creep. Get him out of here. Get him out. I want to see Ross punch him in the face. Oh, or Dr- I mean, we want to see Drake punch him in the face, but we we've seen Ross without his shirt. Ross could Ross could give him a put him in the sharpshooter or something like that. Something. Uh, so that's pretty much what's going on there. I mean, yeah, Morwenna's still hung up and caught up, and what's she gonna do? Yeah. No, I think should we get to the real meat of the episode? The riot, the grain. Well, I mean, just touching on Elizabeth and George, there's not much in this episode, but we do see that Valentine is doing well. He, mm-hmm. He's all buttoned up and stuff. George uh, is buying him toys, finally. Yeah, he had like a toy ship to play with. It was Noah's Ark. It wasn't just a ship. Really? Yeah, he had two of every animal that was there. Oh, wow. That was a nice ship. Um, 
It was Man, hard. I didn't, know, <laughs> I, I didn't know Noah had it in him to build that thing. Um, oh, read, but, it's, uh, a, it's a no good book. Read that book. Uh, it's in there. I got to read that book. Well, Ozzy uh, Whitworth loves that book. Okay. If he, if he loves it. Um, but uh, Elizabeth says at the end, hey, you know, maybe we could try for another child. Maybe in another one. You know, she like references another one. And George is like, huh. So yeah, we'll they see seem about to that. be in a good place. I still don't. We still see she's juicing or whatever she's putting in her drink. I but mean, are we the, all these days? She does the tap <laughs> tap into the drink, and then we see her hand George drink. So I was a little unsure. You think she's she, doping George? Is she, yeah, is she is she doping herself or is she doping George? Who's doping who? Yeah, <laughs> who's getting popped for that? The Parliament uh, urine test is going to go. You know, George is going to get knocked off for PPE or whatever, not PPE. Well, as we see in this episode, their their means of uh, conducting and finding justice is uh, very loose. Oh, yeah, yeah. So let's uh, get to that. We're here. Yeah. We get to meet Jag- our, our new friend, Jago. Jago Martin. He's in town. What is this name? Every time they said Jago, I was like, Jagoff in my head. That's all I just kept thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, of course, uh, is Zachy's son. Cretan. He is Zachy Martin's son. Which, and he's a little bit of a rebel. And Zachy yeah. says that ever since his wife passed away, Jago has been more rebellious. And I don't know if they mentioned on the show, but I looked up Zachy's Wikipedia online. Mm-hmm. He has 10 children. <laughs> yeah. During what time with all of this was he pumping out these kids? He's been so busy helping Ross with the mine. What is going on there? Who's taking? And his wife is dead, right? Apparently. Yeah. What? Wow. What is Zachy up to? I didn't know he had it in him. What was Zachy up to? <laughs> he had a run. And, and, and maybe that's why he has a child named Jago. He just ran out of names. So he. This dude goes to France to bust. Someone he doesn't know that well out of jail, mm-hmm. and and his best friend dies, and he has to he has ten kids. I got stay kids. home, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean his name is Zachy. It doesn't scream yeah, like it's you not know Zachary. It's, it's Zachy. Yeah, upper echelons of <laughs> yeah it doesn't scream upper echelons of society. He's just doing what he can. Um, and when Jago shows up, he's like Wheel Kitty's clothes, and it's like all right, Wheel Leisure was a wild name. Uh, we got was what's the other one? Wheel, uh, Wheel Grace. Grace. Wheel Kitty. Now that sounds like a broken down uh, mine if there ever was one. Like I just envisioned a bunch of kittens running around in the mine while they're trying to just uh, get some ore out of there. Like get out of here, cats! Stop. They're trying to put them to work. <laughs> yeah, the cats are just pawing for, for some uh, silver. Hey, you never know. They got to take care of the vermin. It could be, uh, but it, Will Kitty is closed. And what's he to do? Uh, it's a holiday. Banks are closed. How are they to eat? And we see that the grain farmers are exporting the grain to make money. Mm-hmm. And this is an issue that's carrying over from last season. Just because Ross gifted the people one field doesn't mean there's enough grain for everybody. Right. These people need their grains. <laughs> and so they're getting pretty agitated and no Thalia is not there to lead the charge. But Jago says, you know, I'm young, I'm impressionable. I got nine siblings who are all hungry. Yeah. Let's start so, a uh, let's start a fight. I mean, I think there was already a fight going on. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, oh, I want to be part of that. Give me some of that. 
<laughs> and then then we see our good Christian boys, our Protestant friends, Drake and Sam, stand in the background basically saying, we should go get Jago to stop. Yeah, let's pull him back. And then we see, I guess, you know, for all the things that George said that he was going to do, who's the one who sees them all at this riot? Tom, Tommy Harry. Tom Harry. He does look like he lost a little weight. Does he? Yeah, his neck looks a little thinner. It looks like he just grew a little bit more hair on his beard. Maybe. That's fine. And that always helps. That helps with the, the weight uh, appearance. Um, but they're not, they're kind of standing back for the most part, most part until one of the soldiers strikes a woman, which really upsets Jago to the point where he starts to beat up this uh, soldier and knocks him to the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which Tom Harry sees. Yeah. And the, that and guy he, allegedly doesn't get up. Nope. Yeah, he's knocked out. And he, he runs and tells George about that. And George immediately asks, were the Karn brothers with him? Which I was thinking, like, how would George know to connect this Jago guy or whatever to the Karn boys? It's not like these guys, these Karn boys show up at any uprising and stuff like that. That's not their scene necessarily. No, but I think it's a, <coughs> excuse me, I think it's a fair comparison because you Jago is connected to Zacky. Zacky is connected to Ross. Ross is connected to the car. How does he know who Jago is? None of us knew who Jago was. Jordan knows. You think he's got tabs on all ten of Zacky's kids? I think he knows. Yeah, I mean, probably. <laughs> okay. Jago, Jackie, Janae, <laughs> Josie, Django. Just go down. Yeah, Django. <laughs> it's all similar names like that. <laughs> But, you got uh, Jacoby Myers. <laughs> yeah, you got Jacoby Myers. Uh, all, they're all there. Joel. Um, but, yeah, they're accused. The, the, the Both the Karn brothers and Jago are brought in alongside some others as part of the, the uprising. They're part of the accused. Yeah, so Bassett basically has to tell the constable of, of town, Ross, mm-hmm. to go arrest them. Right. Well, he tells it about it, and Ross says, we'll handle it personally. It'll be easier for us to take them in. To which it's like, they can just go to the bar and tell them, yeah, we're going to have to bring you in for being part of this uprising. And they're just like, damn it. <laughs> well, All I right. guess we got to go. <laughs> what can we do? Uh, poor guys. Yeah. And then we see that George, knowing full well that Ross thinks this is a load of BS, Starts co- the court an hour early mm-hmm. to make sure that they're sentenced before Ross shows up because they know how Ross is. Right, he'll speak on their behalf. Um, and we don't even really see it and play pull those strings. They just start doing the thing, and they're like, "Wasn't Ross supposed to be here?" And no, he's not because they're starting it early. Mm-hmm. And also, the the Bassett is, is part of this too. Like, you know, we we know he's against George, but so far he's just kind of been. His hands are tied a little bit right now in terms of what he can do politically. And he's he's we've learned from Ross and Demel's discussions about why Ross doesn't want to work under Bassett. Just because Bassett leans more on Ross's favor doesn't mean he's not a politician at heart. Right. And a rich guy at heart. So like he's all about we need to make an example of these people, sorry if they're your brother in laws, basically. Yep. And so they read through uh, what what was uh, what their sentence is, you know. Uh, so and they they really take their time with this. They're, they're like, we want to set an example here, okay? 
So we're letting half of you just do seven years of prison time. The other three of you, we're going to hang you. <laughs> like, wait, what? And we get a shot of Tom Harry beating his uh, his thigh. He's clapping. Yeah, uh, he loves death. He loves watching people that that he absolutely. knows die. <laughs> George can't even look Ross in the eye. Uh, and, he, he, and Tom Harry laughs at Drake. Like, he specifically laughs at Drake Carn. He's like, ha, ha, ha. Remember all those toads? You son of yeah. a gun. Now you're going to die. You're going to hang by your neck. Remember when I almost slap killed it, you Slap his thigh some more. <laughs> and I, I forget who says it, but they're like, they need to repeal. They're Methodists. They, can, they can't possibly be uh, criminals or anything like that. It's just so wild because literally Drake and Sam were trying to hold back Jago. <laughs> they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're not guilty at all. Now they're going to get hung for this. It's so wrong on so many levels. Yeah, and Jago t- tell you know he tells everybody he says these people are just trying to stop me. Yeah, and and uh, Zachy's beside himself. He's telling Ross that you know Jago's mom she turned wild, she never paid attention to him. This kid you know he had a hard upbringing, and Ross is like I got you know Zachy knows that he was always at work. Nine other kids, he <laughs> yeah, didn't do a good job. I'm not the world's <laughs> and, and, best father, Ross. And Ross is like, I got to take care of this. He says, don't tell Demelza, Demelza anything about her brothers. She, she doesn't no, even he says know about the, this. This whole thing, he says, Prudy, don't you even think about it. Yeah. I know what you did. You scared Judd away, too. Right. Uh, especially, was it? Because uh, we're, we're glossing over it, but Armadijat asked for like a social call for them to come over to his house because he's going to announce his political ambitions. Mm-hmm. But Demelza goes over there by herself without Ross. Yeah, and they you know, they have their conversation. That's where she reminds him, like, no, no, dude, I'm married. I can't do this. One and done, boy. You should have got out of your phone. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but we see a, a scene of Ross uh, talking with uh, Parliament, and, and he's just like, Bassett, come on, bro, what's going on here? And he's just telling him it's too late, man. You should have uh, stepped up earlier. Yeah, Bassett does kind of lay down the law to to Ross. Yeah, there's nothing more to be done for the sentence. That, and we see George is just kind of like, ha ha. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't care. He's he George, as always, reminds us he is truly just trash. Worst of the worst. Yeah. Uh, yep, we see the gallows being put together. And Drake, we see him dreaming of Morwenna. He's having a good night's nice sleep. Yeah, we see them a little bit in their cell there. That's how you want to spend your last hours on this earth is sleeping in a, on top of your brother and, and Jago. Yeah. This, this rando there. And, and, and even with them being hung, hung, Ross, I think, repeats, like he doesn't want them to be, Demelza to be there because it would be terrible for her to witness her brothers being hung. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I, and they say, like, but won't she not forgive you if, they, if this happens? And he's like, look, she can't look at her kids, her brothers die. Yeah. And we see Ross beating his horse to get there on time. Like we He's see like, I uh, missed the trial. I'm not missing the hanging. Right. And we see him riding the horse along the beach, which gave me pause because we see how far down the beach is from the hills. So we're not seeing the scene of him gingerly t- t- walking the horse down <laughs> to the beach. <laughs> yeah. And we know we how far that Red Dead Redemption to know how difficult it is to get a horse down a cliff. Oh, it takes easily a good 15 to 20 minutes for him to do that 
safely. And then we know how far that beach extends. He can't be going that far, so then he has to slowly take the horse back up the hill mm-hmm. to then get back on track to get there on time. I don't know, Ross. I mean, it looked great. Very scenic with the sun oh, yeah. setting. And the... well, it's pole dark for you. Yeah, but come on, come on. <laughs> that was a lot of work there. Yeah, so we see that we're at the gallows. Old Ozzy Whitworth doesn't want to have to give the last rights to uh, to Sam and Drake because they're Protestants. And yep. he says it's a waste of time. And he tells Morwenna not to go. And we see that Elizabeth doesn't want to go. She's like, of course I don't want to go. And George is kind of like, oh, thank God. Because mm-hmm. she's like, what are they? You know, who are they? And George is like, right, she doesn't oh, even know. <laughs> you know, like, because God knows, I think that George knows that this good what, this goodwill that he has with her is is a fine fine tightrope for him to walk. Yeah, absolutely. And if she found out that he was he basically caused Drake and Sam to be hung, she would mm-hmm. leave him. Yeah, it'd be bad news for him. Zacky is there because he was there at the beginning, and he says he must be there at the end. Hmm. And, and then uh, and, and we say any last words, and Jago goes, "Oh, I got some last words." No, these other people didn't do anything. I, it was just me. It was me all along. They were. Yeah, he, they were he said, let let them go. They didn't do anything. I'm the one. Yeah, I'm the one who who started the fight. I'm the you know these two were tried to help stop me. Let mm-hmm. them go. Yeah. And Ross, who shows up there, I mean Morwenna is watching this whole thing too. By the way, she's wearing her whole regalia and stuff i don't know who's watching the child back at the whitworth maybe she has a helper there i guess yeah, real well <laughs> ever, since her, ever since her yeah ever since her sister left i assume they got help um but ross stops the hanging he says to the lords that you know you got to be certain of guilt if you're going to cast it okay and the motives behind it <laughs> this guy is telling you that these two are innocent you sure you want to hang these innocent people just to scare everyone that's here it's a, this ain't a year for scaring it ain't even halloween yet yeah, they face conditions harder than you've ever known. Uh, so Bassett speaks up. They, they, he shows uh, mercy to the, the Karn boys, of course. And then he says, we can hang Jago. And then immediately they, they hang him. Like boom. Poor Zaki. Uh, Tristan Sturrock, the actor who plays Zaki, is a knockout performance as, as selling this. Yeah, it's a real shame. Um. Oh, and we do get a moment, though, of uh, Ross getting the, the crowd to chant, Reprieve! Reprieve! Oh, yeah, Ross is cutting a promo. Yeah, to to walk to show some mercy, you know, walk back their charges. But, yeah, Zachy hang, or Martin, um, Jago hangs. Uh, you know, Bassett, it's not a good look for him. Everyone's just kind of staring at him and George, and they're just like, get out of here. Not wanted. Yeah. Morwenna's, you know, she's crying about it because it's a lot to take. Mm-hmm. And we see after this, uh, Zachy or uh, Jago is on the table, and Jago says, to, or, "Dang it, Zachy, Zachy. says to, to Ross, uh, you've been through this, man. This ain't easy." And Ross is like, "Yeah, man." And he actually says the name of his child again was Julia. Julia. And rare reference to the the child that passed, but. It's nice that they have that moment between them to, you know, help each other out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's good, and it's good to humanize Ross. I think this this 
premiere does a good job of bringing back a lot of these sort of unspoken things from the past as well as layering on all this other stuff and and the way they they orchestrate things too in this episode i think going through something like that helps to push ross forward to like having that open conversation with demelza you know mm-hmm. <laughs> just having the, the those traumatic experiences like hey, what are we doing yeah, here? vulnerability he's he's exactly he's in a raw place and he's they he grows from it rather than hardens up and 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 closes himself off yep which is kind of what he's been doing the whole last season yeah and the one last thing before we tie up this up, so there was, I think, a reference, too, to, like, Armitage isn't the guy for this job. We may need someone else to kind of fill in for candidacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then that Dwight says that to him, right? He's yeah. like, he's not, he's not well. Could be Ross. Could be Ross. I feel President like we're kind of covering the same territory we ended last season where it seemed like Ross was already on his, had his mind made up, and he's like, I got to join the government somehow or something. He should have, like, an office and in a vacant building in town. Yeah. Ross Poldark campaign office. Bunch of volunteers. All all the other nine Martin kids. Yeah. Uh but he's he's not quite there yet, so we'll see where the next episode takes us with that. Uh but I think that pretty much covers this episode. I mean, like we said, Elizabeth and George they're they're gonna start a new era between the two of them. Allegedly. Uh, we'll see. Allegedly. I don't th- can George keep it together long enough, or is he going to do something really stupid? I mean, he's already pushing his luck there with that that sentencing he gave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, come on, dude, you didn't have to do that. There's no evidence, and it, I mean, do you trust Tom Harry with anything at this point? I, he still does. Yeah, he still does. Yeah, even though Elizabeth said fire him. Yeah, yeah, she did. Hmm. And he said that he would. Must be paying him under the table or something. He's at the house. He shows up. Yeah, he does. Well, Dave, was this a good season premiere? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. We had a big uh, emotional gut punch that did not cost us a character that we know and like. Unfortunately for Jago. I was like, oh, a new, uh, you know, young white guy character. Like, do we need more of these? And then he didn't make it, unfortunately. I would, I would like it, though, if every episode introduced a new Martin child. Just keep them coming. Well, what, how many episodes this season? Do we have ten, nine eight. more? We can just keep me in. So we need a couple of them this season. season and a couple of them the last season. Absolutely. We could totally do that. Yeah, I thought this was a solid episode. It wasn't like a standout like last last season with the, the Born Under a Bad Moon. Mm-hmm. That's like very memorable. Or even the, fir- the first episode of season two where we get the tease of Francis blowing his brains out. Uh, but... <laughs> Very, very solid. Yeah, it was a to-be-continued, that episode. This one is very much like, yeah, Poldark's back. It's still going. Ross is still looking strong. This this feels like Downton Abbey seasons four into five. Like Just I feel like we're still going to tie up those loose ends. I know we said that last time, but very similar as far as these plots are still wide open, which is fine. Yeah. So why don't we get to our power rankings? Absolutely. Who do you got going down, Dave? Third place going down, I got Demelza. I got Demelza as well. There's a lot of uh, growing she has to do. And I think that she's coming to terms with her decisions. She's mm-hmm. learning to forgive. She's learning to love Ross. And, I mean, I, you got to give her some some uh, some negative points for 
all this Armitage stuff, all this, uh, her brother. There's a lot of heartache kinda, going on for yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. It's tough. Hard times. Prudy, Prudy saying that she shouldn't have told her to go sleep with uh, Armitage. Yeah. Where's Garrick the dog when you need him? He's not dead, because you know Garrick is going to get a... We get a, a shot, like a glory shot of the the Ennis's pug, Caroline's pug. Yeah. Like, these dogs just don't die on these shows. I want to see Garrick attack someone before the, the show ends. Let's let's get that. Oh, I want Garrick to kill George. <laughs> That's the last that, episode of the show. That'd be so sad. Or give George rabies. Yeah. That's a good subplot. I'm here for that. Well, who's number two going down for you, Dave? Uh, he's he's going blind. He's Armitage. He's uh, he is. I, you know, I think he's my number two. Are, also going down. Those headaches are terrible. Like it's bad. It looks really painful. Honestly, he's and, he keeps craning his neck. It's not a good look. And he's getting backed up too. Not doing mm-hmm. not doing anything about it. <laughs> got to do gotta, something you, about that. You got to be proactive, my friend. Absolutely, it will get you. Uh. And yeah, who knows? He may not have long to live. Uh, he supposedly oh should bleak. Have All right, we'll see you next week. He might die. Yeah, who's number one going down for you, Dave? Zacky. I have a tie between Zacky and Jago. Uh, you know, we didn't get to know Jago, and we know that Jago was guilty of the crime. You know. Yeah, but Zacky, he takes it hard, man. That's his boy. You know, we see that he's kind of lost control. He's Could like, have done better busy. with the child. It could have done better. It could have been a better father. Could have, should have. R.I.P. Jago. Hardly knew you. J- yeah, thanks for showing up, Jago. But, you know, Zachy sold that. And, you know, I think should be noted that Zachy still hasn't. We know how these men of this show are. Mm-hmm. Henshaw hasn't been gone that long. No. That's Zachy's best friend. And. Zachy's taking on all this extra work because Henshaw's gone, and now his son returns home only to mm-hmm. commit a crime, be found guilty, and die in a matter of weeks. Like that, this is not good for Zachy. With all due respect to Jago, yeah, no, I agree. Actually, retroactively, just mark Jago from the record. It's just Zachy. Yeah, it's easier for R.I.P. Jago. <laughs> you know, but we didn't rest know in yet. paradise, young man. But not for us. Yep. So who's going up for you, Corey? Number three, I got George. Going he, up. He sent, yeah, he sends people to go hang. Elizabeth is teasing another child for him. All in a day's work for the man. Oh, okay. I don't know Nothing, if I agree. I think he's no I real headwinds for him. He's just he's doing his, he's doing the line. business. Yeah. Okay. He got one over on Ross this week. Not quite. Not quite. He got one head. He got one head. So. Yeah. Well, I got the Ennises at number three. Okay, they're, they're avoiding number the, two. They're avoiding the drama, and yeah, they're expecting. Always. Yeah, it's pr- pretty simple for both of them. Yeah, th- that's why they're my number two, uh, both of them. Okay. Well, who's number two for you, Dave? I got the Carm boys. Okay. Drake, Drake and Sam. This is the second time Drake has been at death's door and has <laughs> They really are death. coming for him. <laughs> and Sam, he's kind of a uh, – we talked about it in our season three wrap-up. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a dud in a lot of ways, and I feel like this He's is the moment. I, I thought Sam could be the one to die here. Like, could I be. Think there's a very real possibility because Sam, like, like we, you know, we know that what's her name, Dolly's daughter, is probably not going to be a big re- recurring character. So yeah. Sam is, is expendable, for lack of a, a better phrase. So 
I thought Sam could have gone. And I didn't think Sam was going to go because there's too much of a shine on him. Whenever mm-hmm. they show him on the screen, he looks like he's shining. Like he has a good skincare <laughs> re- regimen. Like he, he doesn't have a, of the time skincare regimen for sure. No, yeah, his skin is glowing. I I, I don't know what he's doing, but it really it's pops the off the screen. Yeah, yeah, maybe, may but yeah, I, I just don't think he's he's going anywhere yet. Okay, well he's not, so that's why they're my. He number needs to get two. get a little bit more dirty. Um. Well, number one going up, I have Ross Polderick. I got Ross too. The dude is jacked. Like, come on. He's coming out <laughs> swinging. It. Podcast is over. <laughs> he hit the gym. But he also shows the personal growth by the end of the episode where he's saying the things that he should have said last season to Demelza, making things better. And uh, he saves a couple people's lives. The Karn boys again. And uh, he's, I think the stuff that he's doing, both in the realm of the closed-door rooms with these politicians, basically telling them, don't mess with the people because the people mm-hmm. will will be your downfall if you do. And then yeah. the things he says to get the people riled up are not like he's not telling them to start riots. He's no. basically saying to the people in a big open forum, they can't afford to live. This is why they're doing that. Don't you right. see? Like he's not inciting a riot. He's just no. sort of speaking to the masses. And then everything mm-hmm. obviously you say about Melza and his moment of excuse me loss with Zaki like that's a shared moment of of empathy we don't get to see yeah. Ross be a, an empath very much so this was a good one for that yeah. yeah and so that is episode one of season four of Poldark it is in the books and we are marching right along oh yeah I'm excited glad to be back absolutely and I mean we are reaching towards the end of this show I mean there's yeah, eight we're episodes on the back this half. season Eight episodes in the next season. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. Uh, so that'll be almost take us four months to get through to through the rest of the year, pretty much. Um, we'll see. Oh, boy. But, uh, Dave, have you been watching any other TV? Uh, not much. It's been a bit like, you know, we said we've been all over the place. I've, I've been settling back into work after mm-hmm. time away. Uh, we went to the movies together on Sunday and saw... Oh, yeah. The new Dragon Ball Super movie, Superhero, and I thought it was phenomenal. Oh, it's fantastic. If you like anime and you like to see people fight, Dragon Ball's got you covered. <laughs> Great animation. Simple story mm-hmm. with enough of a... It, 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 it's a bit of a bloated plot, as most anime, I think, are for outsiders or who aren't all the way in the pocket. Like, I was catching up and I've watched like 100 episodes of Dragon Ball Super, so... I haven't watched any, <laughs> so I just with rolled, rode with a it. Nice little, yeah, you just roll with it. It's, it's pretty to look at. It's cool. Mm-hmm. I know some of their names are lazy, you know, when they yeah. upgrade. They're like, what do you call you now? It's like, well, orange version of me because my skin is orange. Yeah. Okay, great. There you go. A better name than Valentine. That's what they do with, uh, yeah, better name than Valentine. That's what they should call uh, Sam Karn on here. He's just orange Sam Karn. He's just got the glowing <laughs> orange skin. Orange Sam, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Corey? Anything good on the on the old docket? Uh, I don't think I mentioned it last week, but when I visited my sister, uh, we kind of just hung out because we hadn't hung, seen each other in a while, and we watched all of F Boy Island on HBO. Oh, that's the one that that comedian hosts, Nikki Glaser. Nikki Glazer. Right? Yeah, we watched the entirety of season one, which is like ten hours, just blazed right through it, and then we is started season two and got halfway through season two, and I watched all of season two now. Uh, season one is good. I'd recommend season one. Season two starts out good. There's some good follow up from season one and season two, but kind of goes off the rail by the end and a lot of the people on, on there aren't as interesting I'd, I'd recommend this first season it's pretty fun 
Okay. Because right. the concept is that th- there's nice guys on the island, and then there's F-boys who are just players. And by the end of the series, if they select F-boys as their significant other, they can choo- the, the men can choose to keep the money or be in a relationship. Whereas if they choose a nice guy, they can split the money. Uh, but, I, saw, I watched the trailer. I said, this looks like a show I would watch at the gym. It's pretty fun. But, but by season two, it seems like a lot of the contestants have figured out if you choose to just take the money, you're going to look like a scumbag. And most of them are looking for social media clout. So mm-hmm. they, they, they can't come off as a horrible as you know they probably are on there. Uh, so season one, I'd recommend for sure. Uh, okay. It. it was fun. I'll add it to and the list. We also watched a few episodes of Below Deck. Uh, that's one of our favorite shows on Bravo. Which that's I, on Peacock too. With. It's on Peacock. At, yep. It's about a cruise ship of a like where a, a team hosts parties for people. It's a reality show. But we were watching the new season, Below Deck Down Under, uh, from Australia. Uh-huh. <clears throat> uh, and real attractive people. And the the thing that kept killing me is they have this attractive uh, uh, captain of the boat, and the whole crew just keeps saying he's so hot he's so hot and then his whole claim to fame is yeah i I I, I crashed a boat and they keep showing footage of a cruise liner crashing into the 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 shore somewhere and he's like no one died but like multiple episodes yeah i crashed a boat and then they show the footage again (laughs) it's like how is this guy still commandeering a boat but yeah (laughs) yeah you know job shortage supply chain they need them captains there you go. Yeah, yeah, and he and he's hot, but it's a right. it's a fun show. <laughs> Put your brain on the shelf. Well, I think before we hit the road, I think mm-hmm. we should just say a blanket statement to all of our fans that know how much we like pro wrestling. This weekend, for the first time in 20, 20 years, thirty years actually, mm-hmm. WWE is broadcasting a live event from the UK. Oh yeah, on Saturday, That's right. Clash, Clash at the, the castle. castle. So any of our fans that have been curious about wrestling that might live in the UK, that want to watch a live wrestling show at a reasonable hour, unlike watching it on American time or whatever, mm. a lot of big European talent that are going to be involved. I think it's going to be a good show. So it's on Peacock if you're in the US and watch Downton Abbey on Peacock. That's the place to watch it. So I'm gonna, I'm, I, we're going to be together. Hopefully we're going to tune in when it's on. Just crack a couple beers and have a good time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm all here for yeah. it. But until then, you know where to find us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Hit us up on Gmail. Uh, the, we have a website with all of the... Podbean. Uh, the, the Podbean website with all of our older episodes. Please leave us a five-star rating and review if you so choose on uh, iTunes and Spotify. And you know, we'll catch you next time on the pod. All right.